Hi, and welcome back to This Week in Voice, Season 4, Episode 9. Today is Halloween, October the 31st, 2019. My name is Bradley Metrock. I'm CEO of a company called Score Publishing based in Nashville, Tennessee. We are thrilled to have today in our recap episode of The Voice of Money, which just took place in New York City, Garant John. Garant, say hello. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. And it takes me a little, it's Garant. I'm trying to get your name right, but like I've explained, I was born and raised in the uh, Southeast United States, so I'm a little slow. Well, I'm from a place called Wales, and um, so Geraint is a Welsh name, but I, I actually live in London, so every day, um, this is a daily struggle. Uh, people just get, it's a bit of an ongoing joke, <laughs> and when I explain that my surname is John, that causes even more confusion, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're just out here creating a bunch of problems, is what you're, is what you're doing. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so we're thrilled to have you on the show. I want to yield the floor to you, tell us who you are, what you do. But before you even do that, I want to thank you for traveling overseas to join us for The Voice of Money. You know, we piloted all these events. The Voice of Money was a pilot. It was a very successful one. But we're honored to have had you join us from across the pond. So I wanted to say that. And with that, tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, no problem. So um, my name is Geraint John, um, and I run an agency in London called Move Digital. Um, so we've been going for, gosh, um, eight years now, and we essentially have been historically providing search services to our uh, customers so we we help people get found um we have a podcast called uh, the voice for voice um i am the voice for voice well that's what i call myself anyway and we've uh, i think it's 35 um episodes in which we we chat about um the voice revolution and all the incredible kind of news that kind of breaks every day to do with voice it's my belief that voice is the new internet it is going to change fundamentally the way that we um buy things the way that we you know interact with the internet it's just an incredible um well like, like we all it's 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 good it's game changing and it's a fascinating space to be in so i'm working in london with brands advising brands on how to implement the voice strategies um yeah, so it's just a fascinating, fascinating and addictive space to be in. Very cool. And uh, we're honored to have you join us today, um, especially with your jet lag. You just flew back to the UK uh, yesterday and uh, you got your children's Halloween coming up shortly. So we appreciate you making the time for us. No problem at all. With that, we will get to the news. And story number one is the recap of The Voice of Money. So The Voice of Money... Went well, great venue in New York City, uh, great attendee mix, uh, really pleased with how it went. Uh, we had John Best, uh, a Best Innovation Group, open it up, uh, who has really been a pioneer in um, applying voice technology to credit unions uh, here in the United States. Um, we heard from all sorts of folks. We heard from Emily Bender and, and Brandon Kaplan, both talking about marketing. We heard from a group called Payometry, talking about uh, the role of card declines and the, the, the need to rethink card declines in a world of conversational AI and voice technology. Uh, we heard great presentations from SAP, from TD Ameritrade, from Alliance Bernstein. It was a good day. And uh, I want to ask you, 
um, what stood out um, to you, if anything, uh, more, you know, what was your overall takeaway from the event? And uh, did you did you enjoy yourself? Well, firstly, yes, I did enjoy myself. I thought it was a, an amazing event. Um, I think voice and money is just a fan, fascinating uh, mixture. I think the challenge that, well, there's a couple of challenges with voice. Um, nothing, there's been that not that breakout kind of skill or action that's really ignited with the public consciousness. Um, so I think finance is something that, you know, it's so such an essential part of daily life of, you know, money makes the world go around essentially. And voice for me is just the obvious way of, um, you know, saving time and money. So checking your bank balance, using voice, using um, your um, Amazon buds is, is, is just a fascinating, um, fascinating uh, thought. So, yeah, it was it was a really really um, enjoyable day. I, I liked the. I thought the agencies particularly um, gave a really good account of themselves, and I, I quite enjoyed the fact that they were tro- so transparent in how they um, how they approach approach voice. I think voice SEO was something that was really. Um, I, I noticed that as a running theme throughout the day. Um, the fact that that was you know, I think that is really going to be high up on people's agendas. You know, search is still such an effective way of um, getting found, you know, and it's an, it's an essential part of any marketing strategy, despite it being a bit of an overused word and having a bit of a bad reputation. It's hugely effective. And I think now um, brands are going to really put a huge emphasis on voice SEO because they are, um, you know, they want, they'll want to get, um, get to the top and especially, uh, you know, banks and financial products, financial services. So that, that was, um, a really good takeaway. Um, I thought John Best was amazing. Actually, it was such an awesome way to start. And I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed talking to him afterwards. Quite a, quite an interesting fella. And, um, yeah, much respect to him. And I, I, I thought, yeah, he, he's been on top of this for a while now, hasn't he? And it, it must be satisfying for him to see it really um, coming into fruition. He's a sharp guy. Yeah, and he's, he's uh, definitely been one of the, uh, the original players and uh, coming in and carving out this super interesting niche with credit unions like he has, uh, and, you know, on the retail banking side. Um, you know, I think that's, you know, that's one of the things I think about with voice in general is it's, it's early. It's still early. Um, you know, we're a couple of years in now with the mainstream voice assistance, but it, you know, by any definition you want to apply, it's early. However, it's incredibly useful and timely for if you're to, to come in and carve out a niche within the space. Yeah. If you want to carve out a niche within, um, you know, like triad health AI and applying voice to Parkinson's disease. Yeah. Um, you know, best innovation group applying voice to credit unions. Um, you know, uh, a lot of the work skilled creative has done has been in the publishing on the publishing side and what they've done in creating the Stephen King library, Amazing. Um, yeah, it really sort of standard bearing. Um, 
you know, stuff like what an Aikido has done or, or a different company, like a Soundhound is another one, companies that have really made their claim in the car. Um, there's, um, there's a lot of, it's interesting to me that there's a lot of companies whose technology allows them to play in any vertical or industry or sector that they choose. And so they sort of take this diverse, broad brush approach. But where I really think um, the success, the most successful companies, you know, will be is planting the flag on a specific sector. Because yeah. it's just if, if you try to bite off too much, you, you, you know, you sort of get watered down, and and you know, it's like the jack of all trades is master of none. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, 2020 we'll see a little bit more specialization, um, you do, know, do, with, with voice. Yeah. Do you mean in, term of age, in terms of agencies or in terms of? Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Agencies in particular, you know, being able to um, craft voice experiences with a particular sector in mind um, and some experience with the sector, some experience with the jargon. Uh, some experience with the type of transactional stuff that goes on conversationally. Um, but not in addition to them, uh, you know, I think you may see that from some of the analytics providers. Yeah. Uh, I think you may see that from some other types of service providers. Um, and, um, you know, ultimately you may end up seeing some of it from the big players themselves, like an Amazon or a Google. Uh, and in fact, you could argue you've already seen it in that Amazon has created like an Alexa for hospitality business yeah. unit, uh, an Alexa gaming business unit and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, you know, I think that's a, that's sort of an aside to your points, but, uh, um, it's worth sort of harping on, uh, glad you were able to be there for it. And, and yeah, it was great to meet you there. I'm going to go on to story number two, which is our voicebot.ai story of the week voicebot.ai. Once again, if you're listening or watching the podcast and you don't know what that is, that's sad. Stop the podcast, go to the browser, type in voicebot.ai and commence reading. It's incredible, isn't it? It's just, I mean, it's, I think my most visited website of the last 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a must. uh, It it really, the way I describe it, uh, Garant is that uh, it's, it's almost disqualifying if you don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, from the standpoint of, um, you know, a lot of folks we talk to or whatever, and it's not quite like that. And it's not, it's not meant to be a rude statement, but it's like, if you haven't found your way there, there are limits to how serious you actually must be. Yeah. Um, so story of the week, uh, Amazon expands Alexa utility bill payment feature worldwide. Now, this was announced at a different conference uh, that preceded, uh, the announcement preceded the voice of money, uh, but yet the conversation um, at times at the voice of money came back to this subject. I want to flat out ask you, um, is this feature a big deal um, or is it insignificant and overblown? And then separately, uh, if it is overblown, um, do you think it has a potential to grow into a big feature? Share with me and the audience your perspective on what this means uh, and, and if you think it's a big deal. 
I think it's a very, very big deal. I think it's probably the most significant. Well, there's been some big news over the last month, really, but this is just... Because for me, voice, like I keep on saying, it's about making things easier, saving time, um, and essentially saving money. Now, if you're able to pay for your utility bills um, using voice, then I think that's going to have quite a significant kind of effect on people actually using these devices for more than just timing um, eggs and listening to Jay-Z. Because we know that there's a discovery issue at the moment and people, they can't quite work out how um, to use the Alexa app, how to enable skills. There's not the skills there that really, like a mobile apps, the mobile app, this is a really good way of looking at it. The mobile apps that I use are banking. So business bank, you know, personal bank, credit card, um, travel, so um, Ubers, uh, city mappers, things like that, um, and also, um, you, you know, the, the the huge opportunity now is that people like British Gas in the UK, you know, people that you pay your utility bills, it's quite a tedious process, isn't it? Logging in, um, setting up the direct debit, you, you know, logging in, check. I mean, to be able to get this information via voice and to be able to actually pay for it is is really for me a significant step into making voice more mainstream add that by your you've got your amazon buds um and you're walking around and you can actually do it while you're out and about without even having to look at your phone or open up an app is just incredible and i think there'll be a new uh, wave of entrepreneur businesses that set up now um, you know, bill payments, this sort of thing, um, with voice in mind as the launch platform in the same way that, you know, the Ubers and Deliveroo's used uh, mobile apps to launch uh, their platforms. So I think it's absolutely huge. And I think the timing of it um, after the, you know, the voice everywhere announcements um, is, is no coincidence. Amazon knew exactly what it was doing. First, let's make voice everywhere because it's Amazon's strategy, as we know, to make voice everywhere. It's going to flow, as David Bowie said, it's going to flow, um, you know, freely. Um, you know, he was a master of predicting these things, uh, make, making into predictions. Great reference. Yeah, and and I think that this is it now. We're in a new era whereby we're walking around. <clears throat> And we're able to pay for stuff. Imagine that you're walking on your commute, um, you're walking to the train station, and you can actually pay your gas bill while you're walking. You can check your bank balance. You can, you know, and I think from a financial health point of view, it's awesome as well because it, it, it helps people be more in control of their finances. So huge open goal for banks, for um, you know, for these type of companies to really, you know, make people's lives easier and better. Um, by implementing um, voice strategies across all devices, you know, it's not, and it's not just Amazon. It, it has to be everywhere. I get the sense that it's a big announcement as well, and um, it comes at a time where um, there's an outcry for more, more functionality, more and deeper, you know, features, um, you know, the whole thing about, um, and really it's some voice bot research, uh, that's shown as well as some others have shown it too. People are just, they're asking the weather and they're asking to play music. It's exactly what you said at the start. 
And um, the so there's this search for what's next. Yeah. And Alexa rolling out, Amazon rolling out this this tightly integrated bill pay solution. Um, what a beautiful thing. Uh, because I recounted a story at The Voice of Money. Yeah. My wife and I move into our house. Uh, we bought in 2007. We've been living here ever since. And uh, one of the, at some point along the way, she said, hey, can you go sign us up for auto pay with the water utility? So first of all, I had to find where that was. That yeah. was not trivial. That was in this, this, this stuck in the middle of nowhere uh, in, in Nashville where I live. Then, uh, well, uh, then I went there. I had two forms of proof of residence with me thinking that's probably one more than I needed. No, it was one less. So yeah. I had to come back home um, and find a third one. Uh, that took another day or so. Then I went back. Then they're like, okay, you got to fill all this stuff out. Then it took uh, every bit of uh, eight or nine or 10 days for them to then follow up with an email that said, uh, okay, you can probably do this. Uh, you're approved to, to do this or whatever they were looking at. And um, uh, now you got to do this, that, and the other thing. You're not done. No, no, no. So all in all, it took you know, 20, 20, 22, 25 days. It was a little shy of a month to get that set up. So you're talking reducing that yeah. and I, into, you know, 40, 45 seconds, you know, 30 seconds, whatever, uh, conversationally yeah. with Alexa. Um, and uh, it's, I love it. And so um, I, I think Amazon is onto something. I think they're uniquely positioned to, to execute yeah, it. I I'm a fan. Yeah. I don't know what Apple are playing at. Uh, Apple could have done it too. But yeah, uh, I think they're waiting. My view is, I'll just say this, what my view is on Apple. And sure. Apple. I think they're going to, I think they're holding back on voice. I really do. I think, you know, you know, they're making so much money with their other products. Um, but I, I think that voice is their trick, the card that it's got up their sleeve. I think soon um, developers, that new kind of mobile developers will um, have I, you know, have Siri in mind when creating um, when creating mobile apps. So mobile apps will all be navigated by voice, and there'll be some killer blow up um, Siri enabled mobile apps, which will ignite the public consciousness globally. And then there'll be a huge war then between um, well, there's a war already, but there'll be even more of a war between the three main um, you know competitors. Um, I'm discounting Facebook. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, as you as you should. Um, yeah, I used to have your enthusiasm for Apple, um, and then uh, you know I just got browbeat into submission uh, over time uh, by their yeah. media, by their uh, total by their relentless pursuit of mediocrity. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the new pods? Uh, I, I, they look good. Uh, I've seen the lines. Looks like people are responding uh, to that. Um, you know, I, I, my issue with the AirPods has been that there's been sort of a muted, you know, people saying shh when, when you talk about it, criticism that the frequency it uses to communicate um, from ear to ear crosses through your brain. Yeah. And the spectrum... Oh, wow. 
this, yeah, the spectrum, they, um, they, I say they, you know, some, some voices that were told you stop talking about this now. Um, you know, there's been concerns about, you know, uh, different potential negative health outcomes coming from that. And, um, and so it's something that people, you know, I'm sure it's a type of thing that would take a long time, but the troubling thing about AirPods is that people leave them in all day. Yeah. Well, I've got them in now. Yes. Yeah. Well, people, it's, it's one thing to like, you know, have something in for a little bit, but then it's another thing to leave it in all day. And here's Apple saying absolutely nothing about it at all. That's my, that's my problem with them, but at least they've made a good product. So yeah. I'll give them that. But, uh, you know, I, I would welcome Apple uh, be, becoming a competent player in the space that sur- that's, uh, that cultivates a developer ecosystem because, and this will move us into story number three, yeah. um, it would, more competition in this space is necessary um, because it's going to push Amazon and it's going to push Google and if Apple comes in, they'll push Samsung um, and Microsoft do, you know, uh, staying relevant will be good for everybody as well. Um, we need that. So that's my thoughts on that. That brings us to story number three. So the Samsung developer conference is going on this week as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, just wanted to sort of touch on that. Uh, the article that's mentioned here uh, on the list of articles for this week in voice uh, today uh, it's a pretty nice roundup um, of some of the things they rolled out. Um, if, if there's something that stood out, uh, if you saw any of that, you can mention that, Geraint. But really what I wanted to ask you is um, your thoughts on uh, the Bixby ecosystem and Bixby as it sits right now. Um, competitive, uncompetitive, you're happy with it, unhappy, your thoughts? I think it's could be the secret, the... Um the one that surprises us, Bixby, just because of the sheer number of devices sold. Um, and the developer network looks pretty cool. Um, same as Amazon as well. Um, what I really like about Amazon is that they, they are pro developer. I help organize the Alexa Dev meetup in London. So it's a really lovely community, whereas Google is completely closed and they're not interested. And I think um, Samsung Bixby is similar. Um, I mean, it's not as good um, as Alexa, and it's not as good as um, Google Assistant, but I think there's a huge, huge opportunity um, for them to encourage developers to, to create Bixby um, solutions, um, which will be unique to their platform. So I think you, you can't ignore it. Um, and just the, the amount of money that they've got as well, you know, unbelievable. So yeah, he, it can't be ignored. That's my uh, that's my thought. Complete agreement, and I think that um, it's easy to forget with Amazon rolling out Alexa. They it's it seemed like they moved there with a lot of agility, and they did. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like they moved rapidly, and they did. But even with all that, it still took them, I mean, was the Alexa ecosystem after the first six months where the Bixby ecosystem is right now? Uh, No. And not only no, emphatic no, not even close. So, yes, 
Bixby benefits from Amazon blazing the trail. So it's everything's easier for Samsung because Amazon, yeah. Amazon yeah, plays the trail. Yeah, well, they've watched everyone make their mistakes and learned from everyone, and now it's time. You know, it's you know, it's about the technology and how many users you've got. Well, they've got amazing technology. They've got lots of users, and um, yeah, and they've got a community. So I think Samsung's had a great year. Yeah, I think some you know an awesome opportunity, a big speed focused agency, or you know, I think there'll, there'll be an appetite for that sort of thing. I, I love that. I think that's great. I think 2020, you, you will see, um, you know, you talk about specialization and, and the conversation we had earlier. It would not be a huge shock to see a, a, an agency come in and specifically focus on Bixby that's maybe like more hardware IoT focused. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, uh, so I, I share your enthusiasm for, for what it's Samsung's quite, doing. It's quite interesting, actually, because I on the flight home from... Uh, um, the conference, I was really quite inspired. I met some really interesting people. And you know, it's like you kind of, you're away from home. You, you're, you're kind of in a, a space where you're, you're thinking and you're being creative. And what struck me was um, in terms of having a real defined focus as my agency, I think um, Alexa discovery is something that I really want to focus on. So helping uh, brands and skill creators um get discovered and get users. I think that's a huge, huge market because that seems to be, you know, that's the, the one thing that's missing. It's um, getting people to actually understand, educate, you know, and use your, um, use your skill or, or action, I guess. So I think that's something that I'm really going to be focusing on. I'll have to send you a copy of my new book. Yeah, I'd love to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which, which addresses that exact thing. Well, I won't delve into that uh, uh, I don't mind shameless self-promotion, but uh, we are on a time crunch. Um, we're we're going to transition to story number four, and let me pull it up here. In honor of Halloween, the, the name of the article is What Makes Voice Assistance Creepy? Mm. Um, and this article from Retail Wire, um, it talks about... Um, a number of different data points related to how people are using voice assistance. Um, and the one thing that stands out, and I'm going to read this verbatim, M more, resp more respondents found it creepy, 41%, than cool, 32%, that voice assistants provide personalized product information and suggested products for them and their family. Related to voice assistance promise, significantly more respondents found it creepy, 69% than cool, 14%, that companies understand their shopping habits so well that they're able to use artificial intelligence to choose and automatically order products on their behalf. Mm. It, very interesting, uh, that paragraph. Uh, the question for you um, is that consumer sentiment of it's creepy and ooh, you know, it's a little intrusive. It feels ephemeral. Hmm. It, it feels like a signpost we're passing on the way towards progress. Uh, just something that happens. People feel like things are intrusive until they understand how valuable they are. Uh, it just had the value proposition hasn't been explained. 
Do you think that's the case, uh, that uh, this is just temporary, not much? Do you feel like it is a permanent sort of uh, feeling of humanity and that, you know, this is a major obstacle for us to overcome to get more con- context-driven, uh, proactive uh, voice assistance in our lives? What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's entirely natural, really, as a you know, society, you've got people are just different and they have different views and people, um, when they don't understand something, when it's new, I'm sure they felt the same about the internet, you know, they, they don't understand something and it's value, then they're going to be immediately uh, negative and doubtful about it. And I think it's just an education thing. Um, I think there's been some quite negative, certainly in the UK articles, that the main kind of uh, newspapers publish quite negative articles about voice um, and, you know, the listening issues and things like that. And I think there's, um, so I, I don't think that's helped, but I think we will overcome it and went, but I think we're not using voice to even like 10% of its um, full, it's just, we're not using it for its full capacity. It's just something that we, like I say, I keep on saying at the moment, the majority of people are just listening to um, Jay-Z and Timing Eggs. And once they start paying their bills and buying stuff, um, and once they start, it starts making their life easier, then there'll be a, a little bit more, um, I think sympathetic is the right word and a bit more tolerable. Um, so I think there's an air of inevitability about it. You know, there's, these guys probably voted Brexit as well. So, you know, I'm not touching that. No, let's not go there. (laughs) Duran, thank you very, very much for this time fitting this show in, uh, fitting in the voice of money as well. We're honored you joined us in both situations. Thank you for sharing, uh, not just uh, your time, but your expertise and experience with me and the audience. Greatly appreciate it. Nice one, mate. Really, it was really great to meet you anyway last week and looking forward to, um, yeah, doing more stuff next year. Uh, you got that right. And we'll, yeah. uh, we'll talk about that, uh, very soon. Um, for this week in voice season four, episode nine, Halloween edition. Thank you for listening, watching. If you're watching on YouTube until next time. <laughs>